Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here is C.J. Moore from The Athletic. He is a college basketball writer and I dare say an expert. How you doing, C.J.? Dare you say I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, so my son and I, as we frequently do, uh, have debates in our opening segment. I watched a good chunk last night of Iowa State Houston. I bet you did as well. Iowa State yep. pulling off uh, the upset. And I hadn't seen them play uh, this year that I'm aware of. And I was very impressed by their true freshman, Milan Mamsilovic, who uh-huh. made the game-winning shot. And has had a very good year, and I and I told my son that that particular shot and play looked a lot like Larry Bird. Am I nuts? Yeah, that's 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 a that's a good call. You know, uh, I think Frame was bringing up some Dirk throughout the uh, the telecast, but that that high release and uh, spinning baseline, um, I recall seeing some some Larry Bird doing that. So. Um, yeah, that's a good call. That was a, that was a great shot and, and great awareness. Cause you know, um, some kind of like inside nerdy basketball, <clears throat> Houston monsters, the post, they double team the post every time. And so they always come. If you're, you know, if you're on that left block, they're going to come at your left shoulder. The double team is, and he knew he had the, the short guy behind him. Um, I think Jamal shed was, was guarding him. So, um, if he spent to his, left shoulder he screwed but spinning to his right shoulder he had the little guy on him so it was a really really smart basketball play to spin that way and what a shot but in spinning the way he spun it made the shot more difficult but he made it anyway no i I think it made it easier because he had a big guy coming the other other direction i mean the angle of that shot is really tough but i think if he spins to his left shoulder there's no way he gets it off this is how my relationships always go. They're great, and then we have a disagreement, and they disintegrate. <laughs> We're done. We're through. <laughs> so, CJ, can you tell us more about Mumsilovich? I know he's a, a top 50 recruit. Obviously, uh, you know, he's having a really good year at Iowa State. Is this a one-and-done type guy, or no, what's his no, uh, no, kind of immediate so. ceiling? Um, you know, I think he's going to be a really, really, really good college basketball player. I saw him um, play on the grassroots circuit. Um, I'm pretty sure he was on the Nike circuit. I saw him play in Kansas City a couple of years ago. And um, just a really good, like, stretch four guy um, that can really, really shoot it, has a good feel. And, um, I mean, I think he's going to be a guy that's, that's around at Iowa State for a while, and Big 12 fans probably grow to hate because he's so good. C.J. Moore with us uh, from the Athletic College Basketball Writer. Uh, so assess the Big 12 for us. It's been – 
extremely interesting here in the here in the early going of conference play. Baylor handles BYU last night at home. Texas goes on the road and beats a Cincinnati team that looks to be better than anticipated. What what are your thoughts uh-huh. so far on this conference? Just that it's it's ridiculously deep, just like we thought it would be. But but I think there's a couple teams, um, BYU in particular, even though they're zero and two now, that's better than anybody anticipated. And um, you know I think another among that group is Oklahoma's way better than anybody anticipated. And Cincinnati, you know, I already mentioned, is probably better than people thought. So um, you know after tonight, I, I I would bet that you know Oklahoma is going on the road. I believe at TCU tonight. And uh, let's say they lose that game. Let's, you know, let's assume Kansas wins at Central Florida because Central Florida is like the worst team in the league, but it is on the road. Who knows? But if Oklahoma loses tonight, you only have four 2-0 teams. Like, how how crazy is that? Um, So I just think they're all going to beat up on each other. Um, You know, I think the the league winner probably has maybe at least five losses. Um, It's going to be be fun because I I think the – the league is is st- what's been so good about it these last few years. Why metrically it's been so so good is because top to bottom, even the bottom teams are, are competitive. And you're going to have Central Florida is probably going to be pretty bad, and I, I think West Virginia is going to be fairly bad. Although when they get Jesse Edwards back, they could be sneaky in a couple games. And um, you know, Oklahoma State even played with with Baylor the other day. You know, they're not that bad. So um, I, I just think you're going to have you know nine, ten teams that have. You know, an argument to make the NSA tournament. So it's it's as deep as it's ever been with adding those teams in. So I thought before the season that K State was kind of sneaky. They weren't getting a lot of like top twenty five love. I know they were on the national radar because of what they did last year, but and then they lose Glover and and Tomlin. What do you think they could have been with those guys? And who do you think maybe a player or two on that roster is now that uh, kind of has to develop into a guy or the guy with within the next one or two years? Well, I think that losing Tomlin really hurt him. Um, you know, I, I don't know. The Glover, um, I'm not, I wasn't as high on coming to the year. He's, he's a guy who doesn't shoot it that well. And um, I think he would have helped him. He was a really, you know, a pretty good defender, pretty fast, but he, he's not the like true point guard they really needed. You know, I think the rest of the season, their big three, Cam Carter, Tyler Perry, and Arthur Kaluma are really, really important. Like, those three guys are going to have to play well for them to have a chance um, to win games. I think their their 2-0 start is a little bit of a tease because they've played the worst two teams. Um, you know, if I had to to predict the, the conference standings right now, I would probably have K-State in, like, that bottom four to five group. Um, I think it's you know they've they've got a lot of work to do to try to make the SA tournament this this year. I think it's going to be tough because you know when you get a when you have a league record that's um, not around 500, it's always hard. And uh, I'm not saying K State's a bad team. I just think the league is so deep and other rosters are are better than theirs. And and losing Tomlin was was a real um, was a was a big big loss for them. So um, you know they're off to a nice start. They've got a couple decent wins: the the Nova win, the Providence win. Those are good wins. It'll it'll age you know fairly well. But um, it, it's I, I just you know their outlook is is maybe a little bleaker than than you you would have even thought it was in the preseason because you know nobody could anticipate they'd lose Tomlin. Talking now with C.J. Moore, college basketball writer for the Athletic. Uh, we didn't mention Texas Tech when we talked about teams that may be overachieving. 
Uh, at least yeah, in the I early going, it looks like they might be. How good a coach is Grant McCaslin? And I love the way I, I'm, I'm kind of drawn to him because of the dues he's paid uh, mm-hmm. to get to this job. It's just a, a really good story. Yeah, and if you go back in the athletic about a month and a half ago, I I, I did a big profile on him, and um, so I got to spend some time with him this preseason. Um, was with him on their for their exhibition game against Texas A&M. I think he's a really, really, really bright coach, great defensive coach, um, and has really um, improved through the years as an, as an offensive mind. He's leaned a lot on um, Ben McCollum in Northwest Missouri, who he. Um, you know, tried to, to hire to be an assistant this year for, for him. I, I think that, um, you know, th- that's a guy he's leaned on and, and, and really um, expanded how good of offensive coach he is. But he's a guy that, that motivates people really, really well. And uh, I, I think Texas Tech made a really, really smart hire in, in getting him. Like you said, he's paid his dues. He's won at every level. He's won at JUCO. He's won at D2. He's won at the low major. He's won at the mid-major level and, and, you know, off to a pretty good start here at the high major level. They're, defensively, they're not as good as his other teams have been at North Texas, but but offensively, they really spread it and, and shoot a lot of threes, and they're, they're pretty fun to watch. Is there any surprise uh, for you from what uh, Cincinnati has done early on, beating BYU on the road, lost only by one at home to Texas? Uh, what do you think uh, – how quickly do you think they could become nationally relevant again? I, I, it just you know the next couple of years are going to be big for them, but but they've got some um, some really nice young players. Jizzle James, um, who's the son of Edger and James, the old Colts, Colts running back, he was awesome in that BYU game, and he's just a freshman. Um, he's going to be really really good. And in other news, after my, after watching him play, my son decided he wanted his name to be Sizzle Jizzle. So <laughs> I, thanks thanks Edgerin for that. <laughs> but um, no, I, I I thought they had a chance because they had two really sneaky transfer additions. Two of the guys I really liked in the portal. Um, one of them from from Butler, Simus Lucas. Oh man, I'm just gonna butcher his name. I'm just I'm just gonna go with Simus for now. And uh, Aziz Bandego, who Aziz was one of those two-time transfer guys that had to sit um, at the beginning of the year, but now you know with all the the stuff that's happened behind the scenes, um, you know with our politicians and stuff getting involved in, in trying to get guys eligible. Um, he's eligible now. And, and, and he's a guy that I think is a difference maker for them um, just with his length and his athleticism. So I, I kind of liked the roster coming into the year. And the fact that Jizzle James is, is off to such a, a good start in the big 12 season is promising for them and, and kind of promising for their, their future going, in, you know, going down the road. But, but Wes Miller, um, you know, he's, he's kind of a guy like, like Grant McCaslin, who's, who's won his mid-major level. And, um, you know, he didn't have awesome first two years at Cincinnati, but did decent. And um, I think he's, he's going to be a recruit better when, you know, not being in the Big 12. So um, I think that's another program that's going to be in the mix every year. Talking with C.J. Moore from The Athletic. Uh, so we talked about Grant McCaslin, who spent uh, five years on Scott Drew's staff at Baylor. We've seen so many Baylor assistants go on and and, uh, have really good head coaching careers, Jerome Tang at K-State. And we've got one right here in Wichita in Paul Mills. Uh, They're scuffling here of late under Paul Mills. Uh, What's what's your thought on him as uh, the head coach at Wichita State and the job you expect him to do? I I think Paul's a really bright guy. I just think that – 
you've got to be able to recruit and you got to get some players in there. And um, I don't think, you know, coming in kind of, you know, I think it's really, really hard to overturn a ro- entirely to overturn a roster. I think what what Tang did at K State last year kind of gave people this impression that you can you can flip it in a year, and I think that's really, really hard, especially when you need as many players as they needed. And um, you know, I just don't think the roster is that good, and and they're going to have to really work these next couple of years to recruit. And and he's done a good job in the portal at Oral Roberts. And, you know, I identified some guys that other players, other people didn't see in the high school ranks and his evaluation and, and being able to recruit these next two or three years is going to be crucial. So it's, it's kind of hard to judge them this year just because um, I think most games in the American, they're going to be out, oh, man. Like, I, I just don't think the, the roster is, is that great. I, their, their talent's not, not awesome. So um, I don't know that I'll judge them much this year. Um, you just kind of want to see that they get better as the year progresses and maybe try to get some of the younger guys that are in the program, um, you know, in, improve those guys. But but it's going to be all about the recruiting these next couple of years for him. We know SMU's on the way out to the ACC. I'm not sure what the future looks like for Memphis. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure that they would love to find an alternative. What's your opinion of the makeup of the American at this point and going into the future? Do you like it as a basketball conference? I think it's okay. You know, it's it's not nearly as good as it was with Houston. And if they lose Memphis, that would really hurt. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Dusty May does at, at Florida Atlantic. I think if, if Florida Atlantic, unless they really take a nosedive this year, like I think he's going to be gone after this year and we'll see what they do as a, as a hire to replace him. Um, but, you know, Tulane's had, had its moments and, um, you know, you would think at some point Temple might make a re- <laughs> make a rebound and, and Tulsa's had its moments as best. So there's some schools in there that, that have had good basketball traditions. So, but I, I think, you know, with Houston, it was like clearly the either sixth or seventh best league every year. I think now it's down to like the eighth best league every year, but it's still in that top eight category where you can, top, you know, top eight time now where you can maybe get a two to three NCAA tournament bids every year. That's what's going to be important. Like, watch the the number of bids in the league each year and if as long as it stays in like that two three four area i think the league's healthy now if they're getting down to where they just have one team making the ncaa tournament then you start to worry about it all right we always appreciate your time and your expertise we'll uh, talk to you soon cj all right thanks guys thanks for having me on we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.